Slice Audio. Mm, yeah, had a meeting with the mayor, and we we picked a turkey pardoning date, Dean. We're going to pardon another turkey. Well, did you tell him that we'd have to have a sash and... No, I didn't get into the sash. I did promise that we would, since we've ruined a couple of suits with this bit, we got to find a way to give the turkey a little Xanax or something to calm that fucker down. (laughs) The Book of Murdoch podcast. What people don't realize is they're in a cage and can't move around. Turkeys are not as photo. We've talked about this in this show before. Turkeys are the least photogenic animal when you need them to be. And they just, they shit everywhere constantly. And the smell that comes from turkeys is a smell you don't wish on your worst enemy, Dean. It's bad. It's turkey season. I think we're going to do the bit where we, you know, you pick one to live. Okay. We're going to ask the community to go pick a, pick a, pick a turkey. Turkey bingo. Turkey, turkey bingo. I used to love that. That used to be a good old radio bit, the cow pie bingo. Yeah. You guys want to, you city folk, you want to hear a good, this is a great radio bit. You get a, you get a big bingo board, like 50, 50, 50 yards big. Okay. And you wall it off. You just let some cows out. And wherever they drop a turd, that's like the winning number. You gamble on it. It's everything. Oh, yeah. Do you know what else is a good asshole bit that we should bring back? Donkey basketball. I've been wanting to do donkey basketball for a while. No one wants to do donkey basketball. It's not that we didn't want to. I think you All you people were like, what about the first comment that came out of that room was, what about the floors? No, I was worried we were going to get enough donkeys to do that. (laughs) How hard could that be? Right. (laughs) There's got to be a company. A company that right has now, donkeys. It's you not an impossible feat. I don't maybe. We would need ten donkeys. Okay, but how hard can ten donkeys be to find? We could do three on three. We need six donkeys. <laughs> we'll there must half. be a donkey basketball company. Dairyland Donkey Ball. Fundraising events. Did anybody reach out to Dairyland Donkey Ball? I'm you, giving them a free plug on this show. You supposedly did that a year ago. When you no. I believe what happens is everybody goes, Well, you know, he's gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Let's bring back, remember to bring back donkey basketball. And we'll call them. And then here's, I guarantee you, this is what happens. This is where, this is what, this is why I'm infuriating. I guarantee you there's a tour. And I guarantee you there's a time of the year where they're going to be in our vicinity. And we could slot right the fuck in. Okay. And we'll play a little donkey basketball. Raise a little money for some charity. All right. I'm doing the thing that you hate. <laughs> fine. Just fine. Just let him talk until he's done, forward, and then fine. Forward the link to me, and Fuck I'll sake. follow up with him. It's like my entire, this every minute of my day is just hearing what why we can't do the things I want to do, Dean. I'm a good yes man. <laughs> um, let's start with the news. I'm in such a terrible mood. Let's just start with you. How's that? Okay. All right. That's, that sounds like a nice toss Bring me back, over. okay? Not really breaking news with Dean. This will make you happy. Yeah. Bat Bear Week is in Alaska again. I remember it was a couple episodes you were asking about if that was. I've been following it quite a bit, Dean. I've already been uh, following a little bit of the Fat Bears. I'm an Otis guy. So what happened is with the possible government shutdown, apparently this is something that's funded with our tax dollars. Of course it is. (laughs) Really? The the online part of this. So it got extended. So we didn't have a shutdown. We got to see fat bears. So the government's (laughs) extension somehow included the fat bear programming. God, if any, the most bread and circus thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it runs through mid-November. It goes that long, does it? Yeah. 
Does anybody, oh, we should explain if you don't know what the fat bear thing is. So there's some park in Alaska where yes. all the bears go and eat the salmon on the salmon run. And they fatten themselves up before they go hibernate, just like the cartoons. Yes. Anyways, there's a contest every year. Which bear is the most popular fat bear? Otis has won it several times. He's who I vote for. He's the fattest one. Yeah. Some you follow on. It became a thing after uh, during the COVID thing. Everyone's like, fuck it. I'm fat. These bears are fat. I'll watch it. <laughs> Over a million votes last year. Yes, it's huge. Yeah. The government should be funding shit like this. Right? And then it's going to be in some campaign. Like in Jim Jordan's fundraiser, it's going to be like, your tax dollars shouldn't be funding fat bear TikToks. And then he's going <laughs> to turn it into China. Speaking of, by the way, I, we're, you know, it, listen, I'm not trying to make light of the fact that Israel and, and Hamas or some version of Hamas slash Palestine are in a war conflict. None of that's funny. I get that. Hundreds of people have passed. But you know what's fucking ridiculous, Dean? Is like there's state senators here in South Dakota who I'm not sure could point out Palestine on a map saying, I was trying to talk local politics and my thoughts are with Israel. Shut the fuck up. Get off the cross. We need the wood. You are, come on. <laughs> really? State Senator Fred Deutsch, your thoughts are with Israel? pander much god Tizzle. if you can do three minutes on the conflict i'll get off my high horse a little <laughs> fuck's sake sorry local references for the win uh here's another good one apparently this isn't gonna get me out of my bad mood dean let's try again what, what else he got the fat bear week yeah <laughs> not really breaking news with dean <laughs> A uh, 104 year old Chicago woman is hoping to be certified as the world's oldest person to ever skydive. Ever no shit. Making a tandem jump. Yeah. Tandem. I wouldn't want a tandem. At 104, just fucking push me out. I want the <laughs> auto one. But don't go and don't go. You got to make that woman tandem jump. Although it's probably a matter of being able to at yeah, that point, right? Yeah. You probably don't have it. 104. You know, you got to have the, you got to, you know. You got to be able to reach back and pull that string somewhere. Put her in a chair. Just hit, the, put it in fourth and jump out the back like in the Transformers movies. <laughs> Apparently, good for that, O'Brien. There's someone that's already certified as world, uh, 100 years old, that did this a couple years ago, and oh, and she's trying to one up her. You know how this is so, this is this so this is how America goes, right? Now someone's going to start looking for a 105 year old, and 100. We're going to get to like we're throwing a 112 year old woman out the airplane just so we can win a Guinness <laughs> record. Like that's what we do, man. Um, yeah. I do that. <laughs> I do that, right? right? Like if I make it, like. I've wanted to skydive quite often, but a real limit, the real talk, Dean, you got to be 215 pounds to skydive. Oh, man. So, yeah, you got to get, you know, I'm, I'm always just 10-ish away, which I don't really want, you know. I know I'm terrified of heights, and I've always thought, well, this is how you'll get rid of it, because I'm like a, you know, rub some dirt on it, pussy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, after, after I get real wafy when I'm old, then I don't care as much if the chute don't open. That's when you want to skydive, right? Skin flapping around. <laughs> yeah, you barely need a parachute. You just star pose. Hundred four. You'd be like a be like one. She could be like one of them flying squirrels. You know, just let the skin hang loose, and she could glide through the through the through the rainforest you know, with a drone on her. <laughs> oh shit, Dean, you are putting me in a better mood. Um. Okay, I'm gonna skip that story for it. <laughs> nah, lay it on me. What? Uh, Pentagon officials charged with running a dogfighting ring. Jesus, I was drinking a cup of coffee when you said that. 
Not really. 12 dogs. Where is this sourced from? An electrical plug and jumper cables were seized last month from a Maryland home of two men charged with promoting a dogfighting ring. One of them was Frederick Douglas Moorfield Jr., a Department of Defense official. Oh, so like not through the government, just happens no. to be like on and like taking their government salary and then as a side hustle running a dog ring. Yeah, there's a bunch of defense people that. You remember Michael Vick got, went down for that? Yeah. He did like, did he go to jail for that? No, he was rich. I don't think he went to jail. Okay. But like ended his, ended his entire career over it. Yeah. Ray Rice, full fucking heavyweight <laughs> Mike Tyson, his wife in elevator on video and gotten less trouble. Than Michael Vick did, and it might have I been said that once. And so I used to, you know, used to, you know, we were just talking about a guy we used to run in the same circles, all that mixed martial arts. Dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So we all used to go fight with this group. I remember being on air once, and my friend Coy like really loves animals. He's like he's a dog lover. It's one of my favorite things about him. I made some Michael Vick joke that he didn't like, oh. and you know how he punished me? Like we're sparring. This is like like six days later. Like we're at the gym or whatever, and he like liver kicks me really hard and just knocks me you ever been liver kicked oh no it's the worst dude a liver kick knockout first you don't feel it right away and then a couple seconds go by and then the most extreme pain shoots up and down your body from your side and then kind of like when you're semen testing a bull your knees like slow motion go down (laughs) and you start going and you don't it looks like the the string just got clipped on you and you kind of crumple to the ground and he goes no more Vic jokes. <laughs> yeah, it was gangster, man. He was working through some shit at the time. I think when we all were. That's why you do that sport. But that was real. I was like, okay, no more dog jokes. <laughs> Done. Uh, Paris is battling bed bugs ahead of the 2024 Summer Olympics. Hornets in Paris. Oh, is it? And like, as this, there's bed bugs everywhere. We have our friend, one of the guy who heads our digital department. Him and his wife are on some 15 year anniversary thing, and they're in Paris, dude. I don't want him coming back here. He's going to quarantine his ass. <laughs> Although, if anybody can get through bed bugs, it's Chris. You know why? He was he was in a traveling road band for 20 years, staying in Midwest budget <laughs> motels. That guy knows more about how to find bed bugs than maybe the Paris should hire him. The Judd Hoos band can tell you right now, anywhere in a 10-state region, if they would stay at that hotel or not. I, I call Shane Funk every time I'm in a town and I'm, I have to stay at like some sketch hotel. I'm like, what do you think of this place? Oh, I'll skip it. I'll, I won't go. Ice machine works. There's a place in Beersford, South Dakota, where the old Super 8... You, there's, so there's a soup, there's like a modern Super 8, right? Right. And then there's like one of these old roadside, they still have ashtrays in the fucking room, <laughs> even though it's still everything's no smoking, right? It's called the Crossroads, right? I love staying there. It is throwback as shit, man. But like, you can't say at the Super 8 because there's constantly shit on the internet about bed bugs. And, and like, if you're just driving on the internet or driving down the road and you're like, I need a room. And you look at these two places, Crossroads look like often where you're going to get raped and murdered, Dean. Right. But ain't a bed bug to be found in there. You're gonna smell like cigarettes a little bit, you know. And the old there's an old dude who still works that you can pull up at eleven o'clock and he comes out from his TV and he, you know, still runs the credit card on the old school paper. That's still real. That's a place that exists in Beersford, South Dakota. That's a vintage. I wanted someone to run my credit it's card. It's vintage that way. as shit, man. <laughs> vintage. That's what that's how they that's how they would need to call it. Vintage. The FCC has issued its very first fine for space junk to Dish Network for not properly deorbiting one of its satellites. Why? Did it crash or something? 
it's supposed to, I guess. Um, oh, and it didn't? It's not, yeah. So you can get fined for like... Because it's, it's floating around now. It's like a parking ticket, right? You left your satellite up there too long. <laughs> That's good. I suppose we need that, right? If you're going to pay to put it up there, you got to pay to bring it down. If you've ever seen an image of like... Yeah, there's a ton of shit up there. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. $150,000 I mean, fine. It's $150,000. That don't seem like enough. Probably not. For Dish Network, probably not. Well, not even that's. I don't really mean it that way. That seems a little punitive to Dish Network. I mean it more as like for a space fine. It sure seems like, fuck, man, oil tankers get fined millions. And they don't have to go to outer space. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we're not drinking space water so. yet. <laughs> yet. There's only a couple places you can go, right? Space or like not space. Okay. And there was an article that just got released that said the American Midwest accent is the third least sexy accent that exists. And my point to that is maybe, sure, for now. But, you know, the ice is going to keep melting and the shores are going to keep rising. And you can either move here or you can go to the moon. <laughs> so fuck off about which accent is the least sexy. I bet we're going to sneak up to the top of the list pretty quickity quick. All of a sudden. Ice is melting. Oh. Ice is melting and your high rises are sinking and you ain't got food and you ain't got guns and we got all that shit. Just bring a hot dish down and we'll be all good. Bring go. some tater tots. Come on down, buddy. <laughs> Henry Winkler has a new talk show on PBS. I would watch that show. Right? I'd watch Henry Winkler do anything. Good for him. Avid fly fisherman, that Henry Winkler. Did you know that? Wrote a book on it. No, I had no idea. Like an actual fly fishing book. I had no idea because that's something you love. Have you told people that? I think. I'm sure. I mean, we're 107 episodes in. Certainly during the COVID years when this was just about my depression, I probably did 10 episodes on fly fishing. I remember you sitting down and you'd tell me about that and just looking with a blank stare like, no, no. Because I was picturing you being patiently throwing it yeah. and I'm like, uh, no. I have quite a bit of zen when you're not working with me every day. <laughs> Uh, oh my god can i tell an old work story yeah okay i'm gonna tell you i'm just gonna tell it to you with all the names okay and then i have to take out all the names okay but i don't what i want to spend you know if i have to edit everything okay so i'm just gonna tell you the names remember what we the afternoon guy Mm -hmm. cool remember oh yeah (laughs) yeah okay so like, I was doing mornings, and like we were trying, we were trying to like, hey, we need some cool young hip rockers. So we bring in this, you know, more reading. He did afternoons, okay, and he brought up his fiance and moved from Tennessee or some shit. So like, we talk him in. They bring in this kid, right? And like, he's cool as shit, and he's young, and he's hip, and he's awesome, and he's great on air, and the whole bit, right? And it's awesome, and like. You know, he's, but when you move here from another city and you don't have any other friends and your fiance doesn't have any other friends, it's, you know, it's yeah. tough. It's tough a little. We're, you know, we're welcoming and that kind of stuff. But like, you know, I think it's hard to make friends here a little if you move here from out of town. Anyways, it's like having a dinner party. Come on over. You bring your fiance. <laughs> okay. Okay. And he comes in. I remember this distinctly. He comes into our studio like Friday morning. And he's like, hey, man, you ever been to the deal? And we had heard stories, right? But we were just like, no, yeah, it's great, man. You'll have a good time. Bring the fiance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get out to the party. Fast forward a second okay. to Monday when he comes into my studio. Livid mad. 
okay? <laughs> and he goes, did you know? And I couldn't keep a straight face, so I started laughing. So then he's like, you knew. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I've never been. So I couldn't say I knew it was going to happen. I just heard stories. Back to Friday. Goes to the dinner party Friday. <sighs> as soon as I get there, a little awkward. And I'm kind of retelling the story from memory a bit, so I hope I'm mostly accurate. But I think I'm mostly accurate, okay? <laughs> Gets awkward. And like, you know, everybody has a few drinks and everyone has some dip, you know, and shit. And then all of a sudden, everyone kind of starts circularly going to the, to, the, to the middle, the living room area. Yeah. And the vibe changes. And all of a sudden, his fiance, based on some of the conversations that have been happening, maybe starts to piece together that they are the fresh meat in the swinger party. <laughs> and these guys are, you know, like, problem with swinger parties in the, in the, in the, in the sparsely populated areas is like, everyone kind of looks the same. <laughs> and these two are like, Hot young people, right? This was like their. This is the Powerball of swinger nights. And this, and he's so mad while he's telling me what's going on. And then he's like, "And I swear to God, like they were like, nope, nope, gotta go, gotta go, right? Like you know when like." You know, sometimes you watch them old Chris Hansen shows and they put it together right away and they're like, nope, 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 gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Right? So like that vibe's happening, right? And and he goes, he goes, and I swear to God, as I was leaving, one of them was unrolling a twister mat. I'm just howling with laughter. And then he quit the next day and moved back to wherever the fuck he was from. I've never heard from him since. I don't know. He's probably a banker now or something. We probably scared him right out of the industry, dude. Which is probably good, man. If you can't take one ugly swinger party, you ain't meant for this business, dude. Just be real. Oh, shit. You didn't get invited to any swinger parties in your broadcast career? No. You got the short end of being in media, homie. (laughs) I had heard the stories. Not yeah. that particular one. But, but you know. <laughs> and like I'm not trying to shame. No. Good for them. I'm just it's so funny just like the 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 predatoriness of it all that he experienced. That's pretty ballsy to this brand new from this hey, by I don't the way, know. not give the Internet a wasn't up. quite real yet, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> who knows, dude? I don't know. I do know this. If I was like, let's say that was my lifestyle. The last people I would invite would be you people. God, I would hope not. Yeah, that was just be you. I, no. like, you know, and also I'd ruin it for all of you because you know what I'm going to do? Give notes on how to make it better. <laughs> ruin all of your lives. Dean, I, don't need to see I really you. think in like minute 47 when everybody switched to the thing, you really should have, if this happens again, maybe tried this. You really want that? You don't want that. You without pants doing the high kick. Well, yes. <laughs> Telling everybody, getting everybody excited about the next thing, you know? Leg kicking like the WB frog. <laughs> Trying to get you all into a theme. God, that sounds exhausting. Well, thank you. <laughs> you got any more news? We were doing um, the news, right? I think we were doing the I news. I got like one more. Netflix is shipping off its final DVDs. Did you know they still sent DVDs out? No shit. I thought this was done a couple years ago. So did I. 
But apparently uh, this is... If uh, you're the last one to rent it, do you just get to keep it? It says you get to keep your DVD. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Well, I get, what the fuck else are you going to do with it? I, I had no idea that was a thing. Who has a DVD? Do you still play? When's the last time you played a DVD? I figured like Alaska and some of these other places, they still oh, use stuff like that. Sure. But, yeah. But you're getting down to it like that one dude. Do you ever watch that Vice special about that dude who lives in Alaska with his wife and his kids and shit? Like way north Alaska, like they got to hunt their food and generate their power. No, this was very specific device. And it was like, dude, their kid died. Oh. Like in a drowned in an ice thing or something. And they're talking about it. And like, you know, for recreation, he watches like a bunch of 1985 VHSs. That's like, yeah. That's the use it for barters. Like, hey, yeah. have you seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? And then they would hand up the v- VC. But, like, they VCR. had kids, a couple kids, and like their kids don't live, you know, the kids went. Sure. I mean, get the internet. You ain't going back to the wilderness, right? Especially for 15. So, like, they, you know, they come back. I don't know. This is, I haven't, I haven't followed. They might be dead for all I know. I haven't kept up with these people. But, like, they'd check in with their kids. Like, you know, they would fly in and then dog sled or whatever the fuck they had to get to them to, like, check in once a year and bring them, like, slowly update him through time you know like here's Terminator this looks 1998 <laughs> you know god but then how do you watch like you you hunt and eat moose for a living like you gonna watch face off <laughs> seems hard to navigate Harry <laughs> 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 <and> the Hendersons <laughs> that would make sense that would feel real home almost documentary like wouldn't it did you? I I wonder if Harry and the Hendersons holds up. I remember watching that as a kid, and it was the mo. He had the the Bigfoot had a, such an expression like, yeah, expressive face. That's the word I'm looking for. Very cartoony looking. But like in the eyes, it was real ish looking. Like boy, that scene when Lithgow's screaming at him to go back to the woods because they don't love him anymore. You don't remember? <laughs> I bawled. I'm gonna cry. Think about it now. I was sad as shit. You weren't sad when you watched that. Uh, I just I'm. I've, now you say that, I remember, yeah. he was. Get like, out of here. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Go yeah, back I do to your home. <laughs> you don't belong here. Oh, John Lithgow. That's <laughs> forgot it was him in there. Lithgow's, uh, you know, he was good in. He played a good uh, Churchill. He was good really? in that Churchill dude. Yeah. Did you watch that? He played, it I was a movie or a show. I can't remember. Also, Gary Oldman also. I love Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman in that Churchill. Was that a movie? Yes. Our I, Darkest Hour, is that what it was? Something like that. I like Lithgow in uh, the Dexter season. Was he a killer? Yeah. That's where Dexter lost me, with him as the killer. I'll say I liked it. Um, you know who sucked as Dexter killers? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Smits. Was he a Dexter killer? Was he? Yeah, I think so. Jimmy Smith is who you bring in in like season six of everything when you're like, fuck, man, we don't know what else to do. They did it with Dexter. They did it with Sons of Anarchy. Say, I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy. Well, because that whole thing is that whole thing's just Shakespeare. So they needed to like fill in characters. And so they were like, I don't know, season six or whatever the fuck they were. That I don't. And like you're bringing Jimmy Smith. You can bring with that. Did it with the West Wing. We need a new president. Who do you bring in? Jimmy Smith. Tom Hanks' kid was one of the killers. Colin Hanks was a killer in Dexter? Wasn't that what it was? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. Do a little Googling. It was such a long time ago. Not Colin Hanks. Uh, that's. There's no Hanks. I see Preston Bailey. Who am I thinking of? Oh, crap. 
You know who's getting that, but he's real over actor. The Eric King, he's the black sergeant who's always like knows something's up. Sure. And he, you know what I mean? And like for four seasons, he's just like looking at everybody going, seriously? I was thinking like that would be a hard role to continue to play. Sean will fix it and find it for us. Sean, tell us who he's talking about. I might be thinking the wrong serial He was a serial killer in something. Have you noticed that banker over across the street that looks like a magician? <laughs> I bet him. Have you? He's super nice, I he, think. He just sold his house in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, and like moved here, right? Because yeah. South Dakota's so awesome. He's a real fascinating dude. I don't mean, I, I feel bad because I feel like I'm giving him this nickname, but dude, he looks just like a magician with the hair. It's very cloth. like I keep I keep expecting like hat rabbits to come out of his office, and you know what I mean. I was thinking witness protection. <laughs> they, oh, they put him nah. here in some bank. He's too good looking for witness protection. He's a tall, handsome guy. He's a handsome fella. I don't mean it as a knock. He no. look. I mean it. I mean when you say he looks like a magician, it, it sounds a little insulting. <laughs> I don't mean it that way somehow. No, he just looks like he's on him. He would look like a put a top hat. I mean, you can't ruin that perfectly coiffed hair. So cape, yeah, probably cape. You know, cape and like a like a wand. You know what I mean? And a little CD player (laughs) and some cards. I feel like he'd whip out some street magic on you. (laughs) You know, like Bronson, Missouri street magic, not like New York street magic. Too good looking. I keep, I now, it's such a funny thing to me. I walk by his office now and I kind of, I'm trying to bite my tongue not to just laugh because I just see him sitting there working on his computer and I'm just like, is he writing his new act? Nothing up this sleeve. <laughs> Nothing up this sleeve. <laughs> you won't believe our rates. <laughs> Poof, magically approved. I don't know what he does over there. <laughs> I have a friend who's like physically disgusted by magicians. That like, really? Yeah, like it's just something that just skeeves them out. Like, like make physically like like they, they physically like... are uncomfortable by magicians. I always think it's funny to like think about the the magician trying to date her. You know what I mean? And it's just getting more like more disgusting. <laughs> but he's just trying to use Matt. You know, you just assume a magician uses you know tricks in every aspect of his life, right? So like you know, there's always some like magical turn on move you know what i mean where he like makes a i don't know pulls a sex toy behind your ear or something you know what i mean where was he hiding that right (laughs) making breakfast the next morning magically eggs appear right or you know pull up do a little bit it's always or like you're always trying to saw her in half that somehow turns him on. <laughs> trying to saw people in half. <laughs> I would. Tr- I wanted to be a hypnotist for a while. That's equally as douchey in douche territory, right? Hypnotist and magician. Those are. Those, that, that, that's like. Are you talking like legitimate? Like for a live? Yeah, for a couple of months when I was like nineteen, I'm like, I could do that bit. You just, you know. You just go do it. I bought a book, like how to hypnotize yourself and others. <laughs> I did, seriously. I still have it. I'll bring it in. There might even be like notes and shit in the book from like 19-year-old me who's like trying to make it a gig. <laughs> what if I wasn't doing this? What if I was just, you know, some regional Oh my god, that's the only hypnotist. reason I'm sitting here right now is you you put the whammy on me, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> Look closely into my eyes, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're going to do with the news. You say imaging and all of a sudden I just go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's shit ton of imaging. That's what that's the that's the, the snap I'm trying to get you guys to do. I'll turn all Maturian candidate on everybody. <laughs> I'm just trying to Maturian candidate 30 of you. That is what I'm trying to do. If I could actually Maturian candidate even I don't even need all 30, just 7 of you. <laughs> Oh, God, my life would be much easier. There's three people I'm pretty sure you wouldn't even have to know how to hypnotize. You could be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, for, I was, I, there's a lot of things. I For a while, I was looking for a real, you know, I wanted to be a be a showman. It, for, same, for the same reason I wanted to be a Catholic priest, I think. I wanted to be a, <laughs> a hypnotist. You know, you get, to, you get to own a room. Yeah. You know, sell a ticket. A full-on show. I put on a show, a little. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This is just diff- different. Ver- Thank God I'm not a god. Can you then imagine? You, you hung out with that uh, Salish guy. That dude has hypnotized me seven times. That dude has that, got yeah. me like, like you know. I remember like sitting in the crowd once, going, "I'm not going to make tonight about me." <laughs> and like he got me in the crowd. I'm just real susceptible to it, you know. So now, yeah, I haven't been to say the show in a while. He's fun to watch, though. He's great. I love. See, it's fun. There's video. I don't know. I'm sure there's video somewhere of me. I got when I was a freshman at Black Hills State. You know, they bring in like, hey, it's cool to not go to the drinking parties. It's cool (laughs) to come to the school thing, right? And so, like, you're a dumb freshman and you don't know any better. So I went to the gym and they brought in this. like a comedian hypnotist, you know, yeah. kind of like what I thought I would be a little. That dude, he snapped at me, and I became Britney Spears, and, like, I'm shimmying. I mean, I didn't dig out some knives and start dancing or anything, but, like, I, I, there's, I have an accent. I sat next to some dude called him Sugar. <laughs> he knew every word to hit me baby one more time and, like, knew the dance. You know what I mean? Didn't know I knew the dance, but, yeah, that's just... Embarrassing to say out loud. <laughs> I'm gonna research. I'm gonna find that guy and find out what that keyword is. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. You awesome know, Pfeffer, and all of a sudden you just start breaking out to Britney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it holds for 20 years. That's over 20 years. That's over two decades ago. That's on a that's on a digicam somewhere in some box that <laughs> says like 2001 freshman. That's where you'll find that video. Um, you got any other news? Not really, no. All right. Did we talk about, did I talk about rumpies with you yet? I want to stop talking about this. Rumpies. You know what rumpies are? I don't think I've heard that before. I spent, I spent, so I was at that rodeo a few weeks ago, you know, doing all the media stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you get done with the rodeo and you're tired and you just need, you know, the only thing, only thing open to eat was Buffalo Wild Wings. So I'm at the bar waiting for my to-go food, and I'm just listening to the bar staff. I'm, you know, there's nothing more entertaining than like the conversation that happens around the bar till. You oh, know what sure, I mean? Yeah. Those people are in the trench. Food service workers are on a different <laughs> universe, and you don't understand it. And the and one of them's like, hey, "It's my birthday this weekend. I'm gonna do a bunch of rumpies." And I'm like, "Oh, is rumpy? I, I, this is how dumb. This is how lame I'm gonna butt sound." I'm like, "Is rumpies a drug?" Like, what is Rumpy's? This poor child isn't going to do, you know, there's fentanyl in Rumpy's. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, what's a Rumpy? And she pulls out from the cooler a bottle of Rumplemints. Okay. And I immediately got heartburn. Oh, yeah. 
That stuff's nasty. So apparently Rumplemints. Like Rumplemints was cool when I was their age. Think I can't think of a brand. Like think of the brand or brands that have like are still kicking like that. Are still cool to 20-year-olds. Coca-Cola, Jack Daniels, Harley Davidson. Rumplemints hasn't spent 10 fucking cents on advertising. And yet somehow they've standing the test of time. Is it a hipster type of thing? Well, I think it's cheap and minty. I think when you're young, you think if it's just real minty, no one will know I was that drunk. <laughs> a little. Because, you know, I got a social studies teacher from high school who used that plan. That guy made me had a full career. The only experience I had with the Rumble Mints, they mix it with like some type of milk or something like that. It Ooh. congeals. There's a dead Nazi. That's a shot. Is that with Rumble Mints? Rumble Mints, Jägermeister, something else. Then they, there's Rumplemints and Baileys that might do what you're talking about there. I, they called it like a mind probe. Mind it, probe. Whatever they poured into it turned into like what would look like a little tiny brain. Oh, you know, okay, you, you, so this is a shot. You can get, This is how fucked up it was when I used to turn 21. They give you, you know what a prairie chicken is? Prairie chicken, I've heard of that prairie one. Prairie chicken yeah. is a warm shot of tequila. And then they put a little cream in there that instantly curdles so it looks like a brain. Yeah. And then they drop a little hot sauce on top of it. That's a prairie chicken. <laughs> That's so disgusting. <laughs> Gross. Anything that congeals in alcohol, Ugh. it can't be good. And there's hot sauce on it. Like, so rumpies are rumplements. Okay. If you were. That's fair enough. Looking for a... All right, there's the show. Anything else? What did I miss in the cast meeting? Lifescape. You didn't do anything fun? No. Okay. <laughs> you didn't talk about my new Saturday night layout? No. Only about Lifescape. I want to do a little variety show. I want to take all of our shows. So we've got a series of podcasts and, you know, Whiskey at Work and this show and a few others and blah, 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 Roadhouse, you know, and like do a little, you know, local like showcase. <laughs> Good luck. Godspeed to you, Maurice, wherever you may be. <laughs> it's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share. And you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. <laughs> so leave this goddamn piece in.